And I want everybody listening to close their eyes and think about this. Imagine that time where you're just sucking wind and you're tired, whether you're a runner, baseball player, football player, basketball player, or you're an entrepreneur, whatever the hell it is, I don't know. And you're sitting there and you're like, when is it my time? When am I going to win? I don't have it in me. I'm done. That person's just going to win. And then you tell yourself this decision that you make in your mindset. Like she said, Angela said it was a shift in her mindset. She was, no, she's not. I'm done with this shit. I'm going. They can keep up with me if they want, but I'm going to smoke this chick. She had half a lap left. So all of you sitting there thinking that you're losing, you may have a half a lap ahead of you, but then there's someone sitting right in front of you that you're chasing. It doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean you're done. It means right now, ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice to make. You could either say, you know what? I'm going to submit to these weak ass thoughts and I'm going to get beat or I'm going to push through them. I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to go because 200 meters away, that's your springboard to an amazing triumphant spring season, right? Like 100%. And I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's truly like the whether it is a big win or it's a little win um you have to you have to have little wins or you know you have to have wins to keep keep yourself going it's 100 percent you do so it's all about the mindset and how you're looking at the process you have to you have to enjoy the process um but you have to also enjoy the game Southwest Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family-owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. Unlock your true potential on the field and court with our peak mental performance program for athletes. Train your mind to conquer challenges, stay focused under pressure, and achieve unparalleled success. Our expert coaches will guide you through personalized techniques, enhancing concentration, resilience, and confidence. Picture yourself outperforming your rivals, making split-second decisions with clarity, and achieving victory like never before. Join us today and elevate your game to new heights. Peak Mental Performance Program, where champions are forged in the mind. Email me today, sean.french at thedeterminedsociety.com for more information. See you inside. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Determined Society. I am your host and the mental performance coach for athletes, Sean French. And I have with me today, guys, an amazing athlete. She was the 2022 to 23 Gatorade National Girls Track and Field Player of the Year, now cross country runner at NC State. This girl is an absolute badass. She holds records for the steeplechase. And we're really going to get down and into the physical performance, but also the mental and peak performance behind that, that drives that physical performance. So I'd like to welcome our friend, our badass, Angelina Napoleon to the show. What's up, my friend? What's up? Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm jacked to have you, man. I've heard so many amazing things about you from our friends, uh, Misty and Brad and, you know, up there and 
in good old wherever the hell they are. But yeah. you know, <laughs> and I don't really know. Like, like I don't, it's funny. Like I thought they lived in Pittsburgh and then they tell me, <laughs> no, we're like here. I'm like, dude, you guys are a bunch of liars. I don't know where you're at. Yeah. You can live next door to me for all I know. Yeah, we're so, in the middle of nowhere. So I in the middle that. of nowhere. Awesome. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody that's listening right now a little bit about where the middle of nowhere is yeah. and, 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 and take them through your childhood and how you became a runner. Yeah. So I'm from like a small town uh, in Allegheny, New York. It's about mm. an hour and a half south of Buffalo uh, to just give you perspective. Uh, okay. And, you know, just growing up, I think just being around, I have two older brothers uh, and just being around them and being around my parents who are extremely athletic and also just raised me, you know, to always be active and always be outside. Uh, that definitely, you know, created uh, an athlete in me as a mm -hmm. young uh, child. So, um, yeah, I mean. That's awesome. How old are your brothers? Yeah. So I have two older brothers. Uh, my one oldest brother, uh, Roman, he is 23. And then my second oldest brother, Gus is 21 now. Oh dude, you guys are like all really close in age. Yeah. Right? And there's a high, so like the one thing that we're missing here is like a, probably a highly competitive situation when you guys are going outside yeah. and you're playing, because that's one of the things now that nowadays, and, and for those young athletes listening, please don't get offended by it, but y'all are soft. Like you guys don't <laughs> go outside and play like not you, as you, much you as they used dude. <laughs> I mean, God, we used to be out running around. Like I'm part of the generation. Angelina's like when the lights went on the street lights, yeah. that's when I knew I had to be back in my house for dinner. Yeah. And it's true. But like also to, you know, kids defense is now like the world is different. The world is a different place. Like you can't just go and play randomly and ride your bike around. Cause there's so many bad things that happen. So, right. but yeah, I mean, I can just imagine, you know, you guys really competing when you guys are outside. Oh, Were yeah. they runners too? No, so actually, uh, both my brothers played uh, sports at a D3 level in college. Uh, mm -hmm. My oldest brother played football, and then my second oldest brother played basketball. Nice. And um, I was the only runner in the family. Uh, my dad, uh, he was always athletic, and so was my mom. But no running, really, in college mm -hmm. or in high school too much. Uh, within the family, just now, did your did your parents were they athletes in high school and college as well, or were they just athletic people? Um, my parents always did uh, athletics through high school. My I think my dad was my dad cheered in college as well. Oh no way! Yeah, where at? Uh, Pitt. Yeah, uh, Pitt. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's cool. What yeah, about your mom. It is cool. And my mom, she did not do any sports in college, but she was always super active and actually got me into dance as a young mm. like child. So I always did dance. I actually did dance all the way up until my senior year of high school. So, oh, really? Yeah. And I think that also played a huge role into the way I am also today, just with mobility and uh, overall athleticism. It's a great point, Angelina. I have noticed, and I've talked about this constantly. This is something like a mistake that I made growing up as an athlete is specializing too soon in pigeonholing an athlete to one specific sport and activity. Yeah. Whereas what you're saying is you did dance, you participated in dance all the way up until last year, right? You're a freshman now, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. And I, so I did it through my senior year. So I, 
had to yeah. stop once I got to college. Uh, yeah, just a little, a little tough on the on the schedule. You probably yeah. don't have much time even for yourself now. We'll get into that. Yeah. But like to your point, the mobility, right, and mm -hmm. the flexibility, yeah, helps you so much. Those two things, right there, I would imagine, like really work together in making you the best runner you could possibly be. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. there? Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. I think also going into the steeplechase and hurdles, I mean, you have to have flexibility. You have to be limber when you're doing that. And 100% dance got me where I am there. And also mm -hmm. I dabbled in a little bit of high jump oh, okay. all the way through okay. high school as well. And I can tell you dance 100% helped me, you know, get over that bar and work on my back flexibility as well. So yeah, that's was, amazing. So in the fall, so the fall you did the cross country yeah, and then you did dance all year. And then in the spring you did the track and field and you did the high jump there. Yeah. And I also did indoor Incredible. track too. So just oh, wow. kind of going all year round with running. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all Fantastic. Year round dance, so that's awesome. So for those, and it's funny, you talk about flexibility. Uh, my daughters, I have a, I have a seven-year-old daughter and a, and a four-year-old daughter. And they said, Hey daddy, will you do scary yoga with us this morning? And I'm like, I don't know guys, I got to take your son. I mean, your, your, your son, your brother to baseball practice. I get a coach. I'm, I'm ready to go. And my wife goes, do yoga with your daughters. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Wait until you see these videos. They she took videos of me and I am just having a blast with my daughters. And honestly, Angelina, I was hurting. Oh, and yeah. this was like kids yoga. And I'm like, even to the point where we're sitting down and I'm like breathing in and out. I'm like, wow, my shoulders are really tight. You can really feel how like just much I lack flex flexibility. So yeah, um, I was reminding that I, I today that I am not flexible. Yeah. And it all. is interesting too, like uh, just on the mental side too, with dance, uh, it definitely was just a huge stress reliever for me too. Um, mm. just being able to go into the studio and just be with like in a non-competitive environment, I think definitely helped me mentally as well, you know, just kind of be able to go to practice, but then later in the night I could just chill and be with, you know, just all my dance friends and my teachers who were the sweetest people ever and, mm. um, just not in a competitive environment. And it, I always left feeling so much better and so much more confident. So that's a great point because people would think that peak performers like yourself, right. That go and play, uh, you know, that, that run track or cross country and, and are participate in big, big division one college sports, that they're always wanting that competitive thing going. And that right. is not the case. Like a right. lot of times, like I play baseball at LSU, like a lot of times, like I just want to, I just want to, I just want to downshift. Yeah. Like, I just want to, I just want to mess around. Like, yeah. y'all want to play cards. Cool. Like, I don't want to put money on it. I just want to play. Yeah. You know? So, so what explain to everybody, because like you, you, you mentioned mentally it helped you. Right. right. And as you know, a, a large portion of my focus is on the mental performance for athletes. Cause I think it's the most important aspect of their game or their or their sport is the, the five to six inches in between their ears, but walk the audience through how that disconnection from the competition helped you mentally and made you better for running your actual events. Yeah. I think it's all about staying calm. Um, and that's what dance did for me. Uh, just like on the contrary of running, uh, 
I obviously would always feel so much better after I ran, you know, just to get my energy out. But it's just the disconnect of not being competitive and being in an environment where I can just relax and I can just move my body and get the more creative side of my brain going instead of the more competitive. We got to keep going. We got to keep pushing through and hanging on, you know, for the last rep of a workout or something like that. Um, So, I mean, when it comes to competition, I think that helps me because like I said, just being able to stay calm within the race and saying like, you can still keep going, you still got it and everything like that. So it's, it's just a good reset for your brain. Honestly. I love it. I, I love it. This might be a hard question to answer. Um, but, but you seem like a very well put together athlete, student athlete, very intelligent. What did you learn about yourself while you were dancing? Cause you know, you talked about the creative side of your brain. What did you learn about Angelina that maybe you didn't know going into your senior year? Yeah, um, that really is a tough question because, you know. Um, we we go deep here, Angelina. Yeah. We go really deep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because when you're dancing, you're obviously just, you're, you know, what I honestly learned was just to be in the moment. And I know that's like not a lot about me, but it's actually something I just took away from dance that has helped mm. me through um, running and just through life in general is, to be in the moment. I remember my dance teachers would say, you know, you can be stressed about homework. You can be stressed about whatever, running anything you want. Um, but while you're in the studio, you're here for an hour, be in the studio and, and be mm. with the people around you. And I think that's so important just in life, honestly, to, you know, really, really appreciate where you're at and who you're around. Okay. So that is about you. And I love that answer. Because you cannot be a peak performer without being present and in the moment, right? right? You, you have to be so dialed into what's going on now. And if you think about other things in the past or the future, you know, you're, you're not going to do very well in that moment, right? Cause your, right. your heightened sense of awareness goes up, maybe your heart rate gro- goes up and now we're not running as efficiently. So I really actually love that answer. You know, be present, be in the moment, be where you yeah. are. I love it. All right, cool. So let's get into it, right? Let's get All into right. it. So the audience wants to know because a lot of so pretend that nobody listening to the show right now knows what steeplechase is. All Explain right. it to them. All right. So steeplechase is basically like if you know 400 meter hurdles, it's just basically like that, a little bit less hurdles, and you do it for five laps around the track. Um, and then also one of the hurdles, you're going straight into a water pit. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's probably, especially because I do it, I, I feel like I could say this, it's probably one of the toughest events on the track, um, you know, because you're already tired and mm-hmm. you got to hit, I, I want to say there's, I honestly don't even know. I, I want to say there's five barriers on the track as well. Let me, like one, two, yeah, I think, five um and you know you're already exhausted your legs are very fatigued and uh you still have to jump over the barriers with good form uh and make it to the end of the race and I have taken a stumble in the water pit before and it's not fun but Mm. you know part of the part of the race is finishing it so that's also tough if you ever fall you just gotta kind of get up and keep going 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. definitely a tough race, but it's it's fun and and it's always a good time. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny because you you mentioned about the water pit. I think I saw a video on your Instagram where you like jumped over the whole damn water pit. Oh yeah, I I honestly I do sometimes jump over the pit. I have pretty long legs, so I'm holy shit! I was like, that. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Like, how the hell is she doing this? Yeah. Like, that's not even an obstacle for her. She just leapt over that son of a bitch. Yeah, really, really cool. It was really no, cool. And, and actually, like, you do want to keep like a little bit of your foot in the water just to, you mm -hmm. know, kind of break the fall. But mm. I mean, sometimes you get going so fast that you're just, you're right over it. So it got a lot of adrenaline. That's nuts. That's nuts. So yeah. had a great, great career in high school, great senior year. Yeah. And did you break some records for steeplechase, right? Yeah. So I broke the New York state record and the national record, which I think like the national record is probably the big one that people would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually broke that my junior year and then I rebroke it again, my senior year. So and you broke your own record. Yes. Well, actually I was going back and forth. Uh, we had a lot of girls from New York that were very talented in steeplechase. And I mean, it, it made it such, it honestly made made it so known uh because i was actually another girl broke my record from junior year who graduated with me as well um oh, wow and then we were kind of going back and forth and i ended up breaking it at the end of my senior year so How i i still hold it but it was That's exciting yeah it was exciting so what was the record before you broke it your junior year and what was it when you got the record back yeah, so my junior year, I believe it was a 624, and I actually think I just went right under that. Uh, my junior year, I was probably 623. Um, Wait, stop. Hold on. Five laps with hurdles in six minutes and 23 seconds? Yeah. Dude, I can drive a car that fast. <laughs> like, that's insane. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's no, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was tough, though. Don't get me wrong. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then my senior year, I went uh, six eighteen to break the record. So good God. Yes. It was very, it was tough, but we got it done. So what kind of training, what kind of physical training goes into something like that? Yeah. So, you know, I definitely think it's difficult because you want to hit the miles, but also I'm a mid distance runner. I also focus on the 800, which is just two mm -hmm. laps around the track. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely focused on that. Uh, but I also have to cater towards, you know, mileage with uh, even cross country um, mm -hmm. mixed in there, too. So, you know, I was hitting probably about 55 miles a week uh, around there. Um, and then, you know, obviously I'm I'm pretty strong into lifting like I, I it's really important to me. And I would be lifting about three times a week, you know, just some pretty heavy lifts in there. And honestly, also, I think it's so important just going again with like the flexibility and mobility. I would try to, you know, slide a yoga in there at least mm -hmm. once a week just to make sure I'm, you know, limber and my back's not getting too messed up or anything yeah. like that. This is amazing. This is what I really enjoy about conversations like this, Angelina, is the fact that at such a young age, you were so active and you knew the type of processes to put in place to make you as successful as possible right. in, in, in all your performances. Uh, where did you learn that from? Yeah. I mean, just kind of going back to, 
my family and, you know, obviously my brothers uh, were always athletes through high school and I definitely looked up to them. Uh, they were always lifting and in the gym and, you know, just watching them do that, I think definitely kind of sparked something in me. And throughout 2020, actually, when we were in lockdown, I got really into lifting and it was it was very important to me. And I honestly kind of revolved my training more around lifting than probably running. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I had to tone that down a little bit cause you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a runner. I'm not a power lifter. So, right, right. um, you know, honestly, just like doing your research, I looked up videos. I would sit in the, sit in the gym if I wanted to learn something and I would just look up the YouTube video. Now, you know, everything's kind of out there for you. If you want to learn yeah. how to do a power clean, you can look it up on YouTube and someone's going to teach you and you just kind of work through the mechanics. And I think, you know, I look back on videos that I took of myself trying to weightlift and I was like, why my form's horrendous in that, you know, like, <laughs> like it's so bad, but you kind of right. just like learn through yourself. Uh, and you learn through other people too, uh, watching other people in the gym, watching my brothers lift, getting advice from them, honestly, just taking anything I could get grabbing at anything. Uh, mm. That's how I kind of wrote that training. And, you know, then my junior year, I had a recipe already. And my senior year, I followed that same recipe and it worked again. So. So why change it? Yeah. Right? Why change like, it? But that's the thing, like to have a process like that, Angelina is not normal for, for high yeah. school athletes. Like I know a lot of really good baseball players that, don't even know what the back of their hand looks like as far as the schedule goes. Like they, they can't, they can't do it. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you a question because, and we'll get to a lot of the mental stuff too, but how has been, how has being so regimented and strategic in your process and planning, how did that help you going into NC state? Because quite literally you don't own your time once you get to a division one school. Right. Right. So 100%. How did it prepare you? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I think time management is key. You know, I would be lifting in between, especially during COVID, you know, we had a lot of, I had a lot more free time just with online mm -hmm. classes. You know, I would literally be sitting on an online class and sometimes be lifting while I'm listening to my class. Of course. Yes, um, of course. Yeah. You know, that's normal. No, hey, I'm, she's multitasking. She's multi yeah. She's a peak performer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's perfect. It means she's peak performer. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but you know, when, once we got back into school, you know, my junior, senior year, um, you know, on my, if I had a study hall, you know, I just, I, obviously I got to get my work done. Of course, that's mm -hmm. important, but, um, I made time for that. And I think during the day I would, you know, sign out, go lift, come back to school, go to practice. And then after I had my night to, I would go to dance either at night or, um, you know, sit down, do some work. And I mean, honestly, high school wasn't as strenuous as colleges. College is a mm -hmm. lot different. Um, you know, just dealing with the studies and everything like that. It's definitely something I'm still getting used to. You know, I've only been here for a little under a semester, so mm -hmm. it's definitely still something I'm working with, but, uh, definitely time management is so key in this whole process. Uh, being able to know, honestly, just plan out your day. You know, I'm going to lift between 
this day, this time I'm going to run between this time and I have this much time to do my studying and what to-do lists are my friend. I mean, I make a ton of to-do lists and this is what I need to do. Um, and, and I make sure to get it done. Honestly, you know, it's, it's, it's super important because, you know, I, I work with a lot of athletes. I have a group of athletes that I work with every Sunday evening. You should come tonight if you want. It's really cool. We get together and we have a zoom and we just go through stuff. It's amazing. And then I also coach these athletes one-on-one, um, different athletes, not specifically them. But one of the things that I do immediately is go through time management an organization, right? Yeah. Because if we can't budget our time correctly, we can't get better. Mm-hmm. So it was funny. I was, I was talking to one of my uh, athletes. He plays baseball in the sec um, over at Missouri. And we had a one-on-one session two weeks ago and we had another one this weekend, but the one prior I said, Hey, listen, man, let's really get down Monday through Friday where you're going to be every second of the day. And we broke down his schedule from 6am wake all the way to 9:45 PM. Like he knows when he can go get his, his, his prep work done. If he has 11 to 12 break, or if he gets out a little early, he knows he can eat from 11 to 12, go down to the baseball field, get his prep work in, get 20 minutes of early hitting in and then hit with the team and then ready to roll. Like that is so important. Right. And and the fact that you were able to break down your day, whether it's post-it notes, to-do lists. It doesn't matter. Whatever works for you. How, how are you keeping track of these things? Do you have a calendar or do you just have, you just write it down in a binder? Yeah, I have a good old fashioned planner. That's what I use. Love it. You yeah. do pen the paper too? Yeah. Yes. Right here. I have it right here. Pin the paper. Got it you right see here. that bad boy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that right there. Like to me, electronic calendars freak me out. No. Oh my gosh. I cannot do electronic. No. No, I because I get it. I get notifications on this stupid phone. Yeah. Why does this thing get a fucking vote? Like, I know, I, I know. Thing. It's like, why does he get a vote? Like, why does he get a vote? So like, I'll get like a, like a boom, you have something in 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, right. I missed, when I first started doing my show, like I would almost miss podcasts because this thing, this electronic calendar that my wife told me I had to use sucked. Yeah. So like I went back to old, like, paper, you know, pen or pencil to paper. Yeah. Blow it up. I know where I'm going to be every single time. Like oh, yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So, you know, 2023 Gatorade player of the year. Let's talk about that accomplishment because, uh, yeah, obviously I'm sorry. And, and ladies and gentlemen, national track and field player of the year for girls like that. That's, that's ridiculous. Like, right. So yeah. walk us through that year in some of the and let's, but let's, let's also talk about some of the things that are not so great, right? Let's talk about maybe some of the pressures, the anxieties. Oh yeah. I mean, because I would, I would imagine to think that you're just not going through, you know, the season like, ah, cool. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Like there's some anxieties, right? Yeah. So let's walk through some of those anxieties and then educate the audience on how you overcame them. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, starting with the fall of my senior year, uh, I definitely think, actually, take it back to my junior year. Um, Honestly, my fall, winter, spring, you know, uh, getting into my junior year, I was actually dealing with a little bit of an iron deficiency, which is very common in runners, especially female Mm -hmm. runners. Um, But it took me out for a little bit. I I was struggling with that for a while. Very tired. Um, yes, very. I could, 
I was not finishing races. I shit. My wife don't run and she has an iron deficiency. So I, and I can see what it <laughs> yeah. does to her. So I can't even imagine yeah. for a peak performer like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, having to deal with that. Yeah. Sorry. It, it was, no, you're all good. It was all just, you know, it was a lot for me to, uh, deal with. And, um, I got through it though. And, you know, my junior year was honestly just, on the up and up, uh, there wasn't a lot of pressure because I was kind of coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Uh, it's not like my sophomore year or my freshman year, I was on the scene at all. Uh, I was really under wraps. Not a lot of people really knew who I was at all, maybe throughout, you know, our local races, but it wasn't mm-hmm. anything national or even statewide at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't truly make states and running until my junior year uh for track uh so you know that was all on the up and I knew I told my parents after my junior year uh track states after I won I doubled and I won the 800 and the steeple at states and I told them I was like I mean I don't know how I'm supposed to do that again next year I was like there's no way I, I don't know how I'm physically going to be able to redo everything I did last year. There's just, it's impossible. I mean, mm. it's, there's so, and there's so much pressure on that. Um, so, so that definitely was stressful, but I tried not to think about it until it, you know, came around the next year. So follow my senior year. Uh, I was, I was, you know, preparing all summer, getting ready, getting in shape and, it worked out. I went to States, uh, for cross country and I was definitely stressed, you know, trying to repeat that title is not an easy mm-hmm. thing to do. Um, but I did it. And the goal honestly for that year was to make nationals in cross country. Uh, and, and once I got that goal done, you know, I was, I was really satisfied with that season. So, and I knew going into my track season, my indoor, my outdoor seasons, those are my tough seasons. Those are the ones I had to be uh, honed in on. There was a lot of pressure there. And I actually fell into a little bit of a rut my indoor season. I wasn't PRing at all. I was working my ass off and I wasn't seeing the results of it. And it's really frustrating for me, you know, going out every day and especially in New York, the weather's not good and I'm out and 10 degree weather, trying to get a workout done on the track that's covered in ice, slipping Mm -hmm. all over the place, you know, even getting on the treadmill. It's just honestly maxing out our treadmills on the, uh, in the school because they're just, they're not high tech ones. It's not like they're going Mm -hmm. as fast as I need them to go on my workouts for track, especially. Um, so, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you're going through that and you're not seeing the results and, you know, I felt like I wasn't, what was I doing wrong? Was I not working hard enough? Um, and actually I went and I was so nervous for States, indoor States. I was running the 1000 and Mm. I ended up just, I ended up winning just by honestly, barely, I barely won. And I remember walking off the track, shaking my head. It was an awful race for me. I, I felt like crap. I, I was just not even there. And and I was so distraught because I knew my toughest season hadn't even begun. Mm. Um, So I was really frustrated. Uh, But I ended up 
you know, figuring everything out. Um, and I had actually slipped kind of back into an iron deficiency. And that's why I was just training for honestly nothing. Um, my body wasn't keeping up with what I, what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was definitely frustrating. And I'd say that's, that's definitely a downfall of this is, you know, I'm working with it's myself and my parents. I mean, I don't have a lot of not honestly, nobody in high school has a lot of help. It's you're Mm -hmm. just kind of seeing what you can do and, and hoping that it works out. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, it's not like I have, I mean, here I have all the doctors, all the help I could ever have um, and ever want and need. So mm-hmm. it's very nice. But in high school, it's just not like that. Uh, right. So moving on to my spring season, uh, the pressure was honestly kind of through the roof for me. Uh, I was expected, you know, break the national record again uh, and do it better. Uh, I had run 206 in the 800 my junior year, and I was trying to break that again. And I'm coming off a season that I wasn't super confident in. So uh, I kind of just put my head down and just kept working. And it was tough. I lost a few races, but I just got up. And honestly, the first big race I won was Penn Relays. Uh, I won the mile. And it's not even like I re- I won it in a PR or anything. Uh, that race was all mental, and it was all mm. about who was going to finish the last four hundred meters as hard as they could, and and who wanted it the most. And walk us through that. Walk us through that because there's some good shit here. Like yeah, you know, like that wasn't even one of your big, you know, yeah. like you said, this wasn't like so. Walk us through the last four hundred meters. Yeah. Um. So during that race, you know we kind of took it out slow and I was honestly, I felt good. I was just hanging on the shoulder of Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other athletes and, you know, we got 800 meters in and I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go. There's no value in me sitting here. And, you know, everybody, we haven't expanded this group out at all. Everybody was still in the race. Everybody had still had, uh, you know, uh, they could still win it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I kind of started pushing the pace and that last, uh, 400 meters, I actually got passed up, right. Uh, going into the 200 and I almost, I kind of, you know, when you're in so when you're in pain and you're working hard, Mm -hmm. your brain kind of turns off and you're like, Oh, she's going to beat me. You know, I just mm-hmm. don't have it in me today. It's so easy to give up when the going gets tough. It's so mm-hmm. easy to do that. And I honestly, I just ran a race the other day and I, I did that. I, it was tough and my legs weren't feeling it and I, I couldn't move them any faster and, and it was frustrating, but it happens. Um, right. But in that particular moment, I said that and I was like, oh, she's going to beat me. And I, I just turned it off and I said, no, she's not. She's not going to beat me. Um, I feel good. Why am I, why am I letting myself get defeated when there's 200 meters left in the race and she's two feet in front of me? I already lost the race by telling myself that she's she, she won it already. Mm. She didn't. Um, because I, I switched my mindset and I, you know, I kind of just put the pedal to the metal and I just started spraying the last 200 meters and, 
I thought to myself, whoever goes with me is going with me. And if they don't, you know, I got this one in the bag. So uh, that's honestly, that's, that's what happened that last, uh, honestly, 200 meters. Um, and that was kind of the, the step forward into, um, you know, just on the up of my season, you know, you don't, right. you definitely, when you're going through that hard, especially in indoor, I, I don't think I, I won maybe two or three races. I was I, at all the big races. Um, I raced one big event, uh, called like Milrose games. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I nearly got dead last and it was, it was pretty crushing because, uh, actually there are professional athletes there competing in the mm-hmm. same meet. So it's like, you want to perform well, you want to do good and you nearly get dead last. And it's like, that's embarrassing for me. Um, <laughs> it's not even at my expectations. Uh, it's so below my expectations that I was just crushed. So to come out with the win at, um, at Penn Relays really boosted my confidence and, and it is important to have those wins. Um, there's definitely downs, but you have to have ups, uh, or else those downs just keep going down and, and you, you need to be able to build yourself up. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to win a race to build yourself up, but you have to have little wins, whether that's, you have a good rep in your workout or, um, you know, you have a good run, anything you need to have little wins and you need to be able to be building yourself up. Even if, even if you think you're on a downward spiral. Um, yeah. I love that. I mean, listen, cause like, and I want everybody listening to close their eyes and think about this. Imagine that time where you're just sucking wind and you're tired, whether you're a runner, baseball player, football player, basketball player, or you're an entrepreneur, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. And you're sitting there and you're like, when is it my time? When am I going to win? I don't have it in me. I'm done. That person's just going to win. And then you tell yourself this decision that you make in your mindset. It's a, like she said, Angela said it was a shift in her mindset. She goes, no, she's not. I'm done with this shit. I'm going, they can keep up with me if they want, but I'm going to smoke this chick. She had half a lap left. So all of you sitting there thinking that you're losing, you may have a half a lap ahead of you, but then there's someone sitting right in front of you that you're chasing. It doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean you're done. It means right now, ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice to make. You could either say, you know what? I'm going to submit to these weak ass thoughts and I'm going to get beat or I'm going to push through them. I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to go because 200 meters away, that's your springboard to an amazing triumphant spring season. Right. 100%. And I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's truly like the, whether it is a big win or it's a little win, um, you have to, you have to have little wins or, you know, you have to have wins to keep, keep yourself going. It's 100% you do. So it's all about the mindset and how you're looking at the process. You have to, you have to enjoy the process. Um, but you have to also enjoy the game. Um, I'm, I'm chuckling because this is what this whole thing's about. Like you're hitting on all these amazing points that a lot of athletes are just letting it go by them. They don't understand that the most important thing that they have is loving the process and trusting in it. Like the real reward, if you think about this too, like you probably perform so much better when you think of, okay, the gift, 
and the reward is the actual work. Yeah. The results just come, right? right? You, you know, the reward is the weight room. The reward is those days on the cold ass track when it's icy and you're trying not to slip. Yeah. That's where champions are made, mm-hmm. not in competition time. Mm-hmm. Not at all. No. Right? No, and and in fact, I once you're at competition, it's too late for that. Um, you have to trust the process. You have to you have to trust your training. Um, and to trust your training, you have to put in the work. You're not gonna be able to trust your training if you're not putting in the work. If you're giving up halfway through, if um, you know, yeah, honestly, if you're giving up, that's and and not only do you have to trust the process, but you do have to um you have to enjoy the game too. And you have Mm -hmm. to be there for when the going gets tough, because especially in running and I, and this happens in all sports too, you know, you get tired, you get exhausted and it's so easy uh, for like self-defeat and for your, for your brain to say, Oh, this is so hard. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just not going to be able to finish. Um, But that's, that's where, to me, that's actually where champions are made. If, if you can push past that and hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let me ask you a question because like, there's that moment, right. Where you're going through some like really bad shit. Like, oh yeah. When you're not feeling well in that season, you could easily just say, I'm done. This is just not going to be good. A lot of people try to leave that place of adversity too soon, where I think that, that it's very important that if you're feeling a certain way, if you're feeling down, your body doesn't feel good. And maybe you just feel like you're just garbage at that point. Yeah. Lean into those feelings. I was going to say, you definitely have to break that down too. Um, Like, why are you feeling like that? Uh, What I like to do, you know, if you change nothing, nothing changes. If my foot's bothering me, then I need to start doing some mobility. Um, And if I'm slacking off on that, then that's probably why my ankle or my foot's going to hurt me. Uh, You need to change something in your day to day because I think a lot of people get injured and then they're not changing anything to prevent that again. That's why I implement, you know, this is physical, merely physical. um, But that's why I implement uh, yoga into my weekly cycle of training because it is important to do, you know, preventative measures, uh, to do that. And, you know, also we've all gone through injuries and stuff like that. And that's me changing something so that I don't get hurt. Um, and a lot of people don't like to, yeah. Angelina, you're, you're, you're different. You're special. I mean, the preventative, before you said preventative, I was thinking she's taking preventative measures so she doesn't get hurt. She's proactive for those of you out there, peak performance or peak performers, they are proactive. They do not sit around and wait to get injured before they handle this shit. Right. They they take care of it right then and there. And 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 the one thing that I love about your story is it, it's not perfect, right? Like none of it was perfect. And I think a lot of times young athletes, and then even when I was an athlete, and sometimes it bleeds over into my professional career and in, in, in the show. If I hear something on a recording, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't like how I said that. I beat myself up. I'm like, well, now this is a bad show. It was a bad show. I didn't, I wasn't my best. And that's not true. That's bullshit. That's a lie, right? The reality is peak performance doesn't mean perfect performance. No. Yeah. And, and honestly, just like 
learning. I, I mean, it's so like just cliche, honestly, but it's just mm-hmm. it's so true. Um, you learn something from all your mistakes and all the downfalls, and you also learn things from all your ups. Um, I was actually just talking to my dad about this today. Uh, just like you can't linger on your downs, but you also can't linger mm-hmm. on your ups. Uh, so you just have to have a fair game and, you know, just really try to work through it. So love it. I love it. We're getting close to the end of the show and I want to cover one more topic. Okay. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Like being that athlete that accomplished so much your junior year and your senior year, you won the national Gatorade player of the year for track and field for girls. And then you get invited to the fucking ESPYs. <laughs> like, yes. dude. You're sitting there at the, you're sitting there looking, you're at the ESPYs, man. Yeah. Walk everybody through that experience. And that is like the, if you're an athlete, oh, like, yeah. dude, that's the pinnacle. Like you're at the Oscars, right? Yeah. Like you're at the country music awards. You're like, holy shit, I'm on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my black dress on. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. So walk us through that. Tell us about that experience. Yeah. I mean, just like the, the whole trip out to LA with Gatorade was, was just insane it they treated us like like rock stars honestly like mm-hmm. we we were just i mean they it takes my breath away because it was just like you know we show up there i can and, see you lighting up it's yeah, like you're I mean, still so crazy. excited it's about like, it it's amazing it's like we were really treated like you know i mean we're just in high school and i mean it felt like we were being treated like we were like professionals um and so then to go to the SBs and to see professional athletes and to see you know athletes that i mean they have what you want that what you're mm-hmm. craving for just for a career um so you know it's super cool to see you know Damar Hamlin walking right by me. I was just going to ask you, or, dude, like, you know, and like, dude, Mahomes, like not too like, far after his cardiac arrest on the yeah. field. Like that. How cool is that? You think, I, I bet you he was pretty damn happy to be there too. Yeah. And also, you know, just coming from like go bells, you know, yeah, I, gotta, I know. Yeah. What a moment. Yeah. What a so, moment. Um, God almighty. yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's cool. It's just, they're, they're living the life that, everybody everybody wants and it's just Mm -hmm. cool to kind of see it don't get me wrong they put in a lot of work to get where they're at but um you know that's where everybody that I was with at Gatorade that's where they want to be uh and it was just really interesting to you know see everybody and see all the awards uh getting you know handed out uh you know because that's that's where we want to be so that's cool. That's cool. A couple more questions for you. Yeah. One pertains to being there in that moment, maybe after the photo shoot on the red carpet, after all the photos with, you know, Damar Hamlin, you're sitting there in the room, right? Was there ever a moment where you just sat there and you just smiled and you got those goosebumps all over your body and you said, you know what? God dang it, girl. Good job. Like yeah. you created this, like walk us through that because being proud of oneself I think is very easy when you're at the pinnacle, but I also believe that not enough athletes are proud of themselves in general. Yeah. Right. Share yeah. that experience with them. Yeah. I mean, I honestly really do get that. Uh, you know, people have asked me, you know, just like, do you realize, you know, you, you hold a national record or like you got this award. Do you understand that? And I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I really don't, 
sit back enough um mm-hmm. to like let it just be like wow that is uh what I did because and, and I agree it's something I have to work on as well just like you know taking a step back and looking at that but uh you know all athletes especially when you're at a high level you're you're surrounded by everyone else doing such great things and uh especially in the running world um and especially being on a team like NC State you know they've won now two back-to-back uh NCAA cross-country titles so um you know everybody here is good everybody here has Mm -hmm. uh state titles um you know awards you know whatever um everybody here has that so you know I don't I don't really dwell on it too much because, you know, you're always, like I said, um, I just, I definitely have to, I definitely have to look at it a little bit more and say, wow, it is, it is cool because I won't be there for, I won't, you know, I won't be 18 forever and I'm not going to be living in this time of my life forever. So I do have to spend more time reflecting on that, but also, um, you know, I definitely don't look look into it too much because there is so much talent um that I'm surrounded with constantly and dude that's such a great point because too many athletes rest on the shit that they did previously and yeah. then they go to a big division 1 program with a story tradition like NC State cross country with back to back national championships so you know there's going to be more hardware in your future right i mean uh, yeah good I hope. lord willing right like let's go let's win some more yeah. shit yeah. and also like hey you're you're not the big fish anymore like no. you're just like every everybody else is just like you you know you, yeah. you literally when you get to a big program like you're at no matter what sport it is dude look to your left look to your right look to your left there's angelina and napoleons everywhere everywhere yes. and that's the exciting part right, right. so it's one of those things that we weren't that, able to get to but yeah. in this show, but it, I, I wanted to highlight it really quickly. It's like, you know, the work's not done. So let's not be seduced right. by the success here. Let's, let's keep working. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's what you want too. Uh, I wouldn't want to come to any other program where, you know, I am the big fish because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, that's not what you're looking for in a program you're looking for. You know. um, you, you're looking to be kind of, you know, at the bottom and you got to work your way up. And when you do work your way up, it feels pretty damn good because you're surrounded by a lot of great athletes. So you've worked your way up and And you know, you've earned it at that point, right? You earned it. So amazing. Let me, before we land the plane here and before we, you know, in the show and I, I want, I want you to give the audience a word of advice. If they're an athlete, what would you tell them means the most in the transition from high school athletics and performance to becoming a collegiate athlete yeah um you know and I tell myself this advice every day I'm still learning it too but um you have to be patient and it's so simple but it's so true and you can you can put it with anything you do in life you have to be patient the nothing's instant you're not gonna show up just like we were talking about you're not gonna show up here and be the best it's it's not, it's just not going to happen. Uh, there's too many people. There's, there's too much going on for you to be the best in everything. And you have to work your way up there. And the only way to work your way up there is to be patient and to trust the process. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it's, it's very simple, but I, I use it in almost every day. I have to tell myself I get too ambitious and I'm like, why isn't this happening now? I've worked, <laughs> I've been doing this for two weeks and you know, not even two weeks. I've been doing this for you sound like me, dude. Yeah. You sound like you sound I mean, like just every other peak performer. It's, it's yeah. normal. Yeah. You're you, in good company. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even <laughs> yeah. not even two weeks, you know, you're doing something for two months and you're like, why am I not seeing the result of my work? Um, Mm -hmm. and to that, I just have to say, just be patient with it. And if you know it works, it's going to work and follow, follow the plan. So love it. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's the mic drop. Don't give in too quickly. No one ever said there was a time limit on it. So listen, guys, I want to thank you uh, for listening to the show and Angelina Napoleon, thank you so much for coming on. You have been such an amazing guest and an incredible conversation from an incredible young woman and athlete. I'm going to ask you all that are listening right now to share the show out, you know, give us a nice review, you know, leave a comment for Angelina and wish her well. But, you know, again, just thank you so much, Angelina. And, you know, just hang out while we uh, say goodbye to the audience. But until next time, guys, uh, just be determined, trust the process, and just get after your damn goals and stop listening to the peanut gallery or the little thoughts in your head that say that you can't do this shit. Just go out there and work and get it done. Peace. Southwest Florida is one of the most beautiful places on the planet to live. For those of you that are thinking of moving from other states to come to Florida, or even just moving to a different part of the state, I want you to think of a big, beautiful luxury home. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. They are a family owned and operated luxury residential construction company. As a family-owned business, they believe in the power of building not just homes, but legacies. Contact Legacy Luxury Builders. Unlock your true potential on the field and court with our peak mental performance program for athletes. Train your mind to conquer challenges, stay focused under pressure, and achieve unparalleled success. Our expert coaches will guide you through personalized techniques, enhancing concentration, resilience, and confidence picture yourself outperforming your rivals making split second decisions with clarity and achieving victory like never before join us today and elevate your game to new heights peak mental performance program where champions are forged in the mind email me today sean.french at the for more information see you inside